What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Obsession Podcast. I am Mike Stadler. I am Carl Bethke. Carl, what do you got today? Well, we got a pretty good one here, I thought. Uh, what do you guys think is the best setup for early does? And how many do you think you guys will be taking off your lands this season? From Chris. And it says here, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yes, I'm a girl. Thanks for your answer. <laughs> All right, well, one of our, our female listeners. Uh, best setup for does. I'll be honest, Chris, I think the easiest way to hunt does is on food or right at the edge of food as they're, they're entering, figuring out where they're coming into your food plots. Yep. Um, we do hunt does right on the edges of our food plots. Early. And early. Yep. First few weeks of season, if we can. Yeah, usually the first couple of weeks, of even season. if it's hot out. Yep, they're pretty predictable. Those are. Those and fawns come to the same food day after day after day, and they seem to handle pressure. Mm-hmm. Bucks, on the other hand, they're not going to deal with that. So I think that's the easiest spot, honestly. Um, we do have water holes on our property, which probably <coughs> give us another good opportunity to take antlerless deer. Uh, we'll put cameras on those and watch that this yep. year. Um, as far as how many we're going to take off, we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's June here right now as we're doing this, so we haven't started that process yet. Uh, from what we've seen early, we're pretty sure we're going to take at least probably two to three out of each. Yep. But that could change, um, so we don't really start evaluating that for about another month yet, uh, which would be late July. We've talked about mid to late July, we start to evaluate our herd, or our property, I should say, and see what we're, we're sustaining. The other thing that comes into play when we decide <laughs> about does is we'll look at pictures and age groups of the animals that are on our property. So yeah. obviously, um, if we have a doe, like Mike's got a couple here that do not have fawns anymore. One in particular. <laughs> old, old blower? Old blower. Uh, that doe needs to die. Yeah. Um, but other, like at my place. She blew at me last night. Oh, here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you. I was out there with the dog. Uh, She's up on a ridge blowing. Yeah. I'm like, mm hmm. Yeah. Nice. Keep it up, I said. Yeah. Yeah. Probably elude me another year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. She better not show her face around me because I'll kill her. This never, never had a doe head moment yet, but she could be the first one. Yeah, that's a big old doe, dude. <laughs> that thing's got to have like a 10 inch nose on it or something. That's just a black bird. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, obviously, an older doe like we were just discussing, um, but like if we have a large, you know, a couple large groups of does, uh, we'll decide what age. You know, and and we're guessing to be honest with yeah, you, but um, we'll call them mature does. If we decide we have to take three or four off the property, then we'll just shoot whatever one gives us best shot opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, at my place, I have quite a few antlerless deer down there. I will shoot doe fawns. Plus, I have more of an opportunity because I can get more tags in the county that I have my property in, mm-hmm. or when Mike's hunting with me too. Same deal. Um, and the reason I do that is, in my opinion, you guys have heard me say it multiple times, a mouth is a mouth. 
Um, but they all eat food. They all eat around the same amount of food, and your your property only has a certain amount of food on it. So it's important to to do yeah, that. I, I try to not. I just try to not shoot the mature does that have a couple of fawns with them. Right. Because I know those are my breeders. So I try to hold out if I can and find the ones that are not breeding anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you watch enough, you can find the ones that aren't. Those are the ones I try to take out. Now, if I can't take them out, I will take one of the other ones out. Right. You know, but obviously you want to have the breeding ones. Usually, you know, I think every property has a, a few of them that hang around fairly close to that area. Um, and are your breeders every year. Right. You know, I have two here every year that have twins. Yes. So, like, I don't want to take them out because they're probably both having a buck at least every year. Oh, yeah, 100%. So. And that's something to remember also is if a doe has twins, there's a 99.9% .9 chance that one's a, a doe and one's a buck, um, which just how nature is, just so everybody's aware. If, if one of them was to have two doe fawns that I could see and tell at that point, I would probably take out the one of the doe fawns before I take out the adult doe. Um, that's just how I look at it. There's a, there's a million butt ifs. My property, I know for a fact 100% that my neighbor to the west of me does not shoot antlerless deer. He's old school and he believes that the more does the better and that's not the case, honestly. Right. We noticed over the last few years. So that being said, you have to assess your herd, Chris. Decide whether or not you should even take does. Yeah. Are you trying to uh, get more deer on your property? If you are, I suggest you don't shoot does. Correct. If you're noticing that your food is running out before the end of November, uh, I suggest you take a few. Yeah. Um, if everything seems to be good where you're <laughs> holding food all the way through December and, um, you know, you don't think that you have to take a few does out, there's nothing wrong with that. I suggest you decide at that point whether or not you you want to take a doe out. If you need meat and you're hungry, go ahead and shoot a doe. Right. If you're not, hey, let them go another year. That's just kind of how I look at it. Anything you want to add? No, I don't think so. It's about, I mean, it's pretty much how we do it, how we've always done it, so. Yep. You know, start checking wherever you're hunting at that time of the year. And you know, see what you got, see what your food is. Like we've made the mistakes with too much food, too little food, you know, not taking out enough, taking out too many. So you just really gotta be, you know, cognizant of all the factors going into the property that you're hunting, I guess is the biggest thing. Yeah, and it's constantly changing. Yep. So every year's different. We appreciate the question, Chris. Yeah, thanks Chris. for listening. Nice to know that the ladies are listening. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Tell your friends to subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Or like us. Correct. Please like us. Right down here in the lower right hand corner, just hit the reaper for the subscription. We appreciate that. If you guys get a chance, uh, want to leave a comment, let us know what you guys think. Uh, how many does do you take off your property? Are you going to take does off your property? Or do you even think taking does is something you should do? We'll see what you guys have to say. If you want to listen to the podcast, check us out right here at Spotify, Google, Prime, Prime Apple, Apple, iHeart, iHeart. RSS.com. Correct. See our gorgeous faces on YouTube. Right on. We appreciate that. We'll see you guys next week. Later.